those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. Good morning, you beautiful people. Good night, good afternoon, wherever you're at. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it, as always. Uh, I got to get something off my chest here. It's just me today. It's just going to be me. Spaz is actually on his way to the Final Four in Indiana. He's heading down to the bubble, and hopefully he's got his Bad Beats podcast credentials. Hopefully he's going to be able to get in. I don't know. We're going to have to see, but that's going to be... you know, in the next couple of days here. So definitely something to keep an eye on there through our Twitter feed. He's hopefully going to be down, down there in Indiana. But uh, again, we, we got some crazy stuff going on. Sports, sports is back. I, you know, I don't know that sports ever left. You know, when football was gone, we kind of went through some dark times there. But we are on the right now as I'm sitting here recording this and you're when you by the time you're listening to it, it's going to be baseball season. We're finally going to have some baseball. But I'm going to get to that in just a second. I got all of your guys's some locks. I got some future bets. I got it all planned out for you guys. So I'm super excited to get into that. Maybe a good episode for Spaz not to be here because again, we're talking about real sports. We're talking about baseball. None of that NBA jargon. Although I do have a little bit of NBA talk. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to the NBA, but we'll see. We'll see what's going on. But the first thing that I have to jump into, and again, I'm sitting here, I'm in the lab recording this on March 31st. And the Big Ten is dead. The Big Ten is absolutely dead. They are never coming back. This is this is a blow to the Big Ten that is absolutely brutal. I'm going to take a moment of silence here for the Big Ten. All right, that's all we need. But anyways, I mean, again, I mean, the Big Ten is they're, – they're crushed. They're never going to return from this. As you guys know, Michigan, the last remaining Big Ten team, they got they got beat. They got beat by a terrible UCLA team. You know, maybe the refs were involved. Maybe they weren't. Again, I'm not going to speculate on that stuff. I'm not going to get into that stuff. But, you know, just looking back at it, when we started this tournament, we had nine Big Ten teams heading into this tournament. We had nine Big Ten teams heading into this tournament, and nobody's in the Final Four. And not only do we have nine teams heading into the tournament, we had two one seeds, and we had two two seeds. So there's four teams right there that statistically – should make the Final Four, and again, we're sitting here, we have a Final Four without the Big Ten, the Big Ten is dead, and this kind of makes me wonder a little bit, as you guys know, I'm a big Michigan State guy, big Michigan State fan, and this makes me wonder a little bit, you know, with UCLA beating them in the play-in, you know, maybe Michigan State should be in the Final Four right now. I, I know Alabama took them to overtime, but Michigan State took them to overtime too, so who's to say if Michigan State wouldn't have won that playing game. Maybe they would have won regulation. Who's to say they're not going to make their way into the final four. And, you know, again, I'm not here to speculate on that, but regardless, the big 10 is dead. So we're no longer talking about big 10 basketball, big 10 football, big 10 hockey, any of it. Big 10 is no longer alive. Um, You know, just looking at this final four, this is the most boring final four, probably in the history of college basketball. And this is exactly what we didn't want to see. I mean, we have Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston. I don't even know the fourth team. That's how boring it is. And I I mean, just looking at it on paper, you know, we obviously see Gonzaga, Gonzaga, whatever you guys want to call it. 
And they're, they're one of those teams that I'm, I'm sticking to my guns here. I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm going to say this team's really overrated. I, I mean, you know, looking at their route here into the Final Four, it's a cupcake route. It's, an, you know, it's a total cupcake route. You know, they played Norfolk State, which I, in my opinion is actually the hardest team they played, 16-seeded Norfolk State. But then they go ahead and they play Oklahoma. They play Creighton. They play USC. Like, okay, none of these, none of these teams are actually basketball schools. So, again, terrible route to get there. They kind of walk their way through. And it's like, oh, you know, they're winning by so many points. They're covering. It's like, that's great. You know, they're playing high school teams. I would hope they're going to do their job. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have a team like Baylor who, you know, hopefully these two teams are going to meet in the finals in the championship game. But, you know, we have a team like Baylor who, you know, they play Hartford, who, in my opinion, this, I mean, this is a tough, tough, tough Hartford team. Then they go on and play, they, they play Wisconsin, then they go to play Villanova, and then Arkansas. So obviously a much harder route. Not only that, but they're covering, they're doing their job, they're winning convincingly. So again, I absolutely love Baylor to, you know, head into the finals here. I think they're going to kill Kansas. And just a quick lock for you gamblers out there, you degenerates out there, you know, I'm calling it right now, Baylor, as it, as I'm sitting here right now recording this, they're sitting at minus five even, not minus five and a half, minus five even. This is, and we haven't done this in a while. I haven't done this in a while. This is your rent money lock of the week. I mean, Baylor is going to crush Houston. I think Houston is an absolutely overrated team. You talk about a cupcake route, that's Houston. They, they you know, snuck their way into the final four. They're, they're probably going to lose this game by 47 points, if we're being honest here. So maybe even take an alternate spread, minus 20, maybe minus 30. I don't know. But regardless, that minus five, that's rent money. That is absolutely rent money. Take that to the bank. I mean, go honestly, go right now. Take a loan out from the bank and exactly what you're going to make from your, from your Baylor minus five bet. I mean, I already spend that loan. That's, that's free money that's given to you. So definitely hammer that. Uh, you know, I do think Gonzaga is going to cover on their end. I think Houston's going to beat UCLA. I think UCLA, again, you know, not not a great team. I don't think Houston's a good team either. But um, oh wait, I'm sorry. I I got my my uh, my my things mixed up. It's it's Gonzaga and um, UCLA. Oh, that's even going to be worse. Jeez, OP. UCLA is going to get blown apart by a prob- That's probably another forty point game for Gonzaga to win that. And be like, oh, you know, Gonzaga is so good. Gonzaga is so good. But anyways, yeah, I, I didn't want to confuse any of the listeners out there. But it's going to be Gonzaga, UCLA. And then on the other end, it's going to be Baylor and Houston. I don't know what just happened to my brain. I have a, you know, a Gonzaga brain. But anyways, I don't want to dwell too much on the NCAA here. But I do want to talk real quickly about um, some of my favorite matchups from the weekend. Again, as you guys know, Michigan State fan. I hate Michigan. I love to see them lose. A little bit heartbreaking for the Big Ten to go out like that. You know, I, I don't think Michigan even scored 50 points there. So a little bit embarrassing. But my favorite ones going forward. I don't care about these two Final Four games. I think they're going to be the most boring Final Four games we've ever seen in our entire life. I want Gonzaga and Baylor. That's what I want. This is what the people want. I mean, this is this is really what the people want. And I think it's safe to say if this matchup doesn't happen, there's, there's going to be blood in the streets. I mean, people are going to be rioting. They're going to be burning couches. This is going to be a, a protest to remember if we don't get this matchup. I mean, seriously, could you imagine, let's say, Houston somehow gets some calls or whatever happens, and we have Houston Gonzaga, 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 whatever you want to call it. I mean, that would be the most boring matchup of all time. Gonzaga would probably win by another trillion points. So, hoping that doesn't happen, 
would hate to see the first team to have a perfect season and win the championship be a team like fucking Gonzaga. I mean, how brutal would that be? But again, I don't want to dwell too much on the NCAA just because, again, we have a real sport coming back tomorrow, and that is baseball. Yes, people, round of applause. Baseball, the greatest sport of all time, is officially back tomorrow. And I just have, I just have to say this real quick. Baseball, in my opinion, is the best sport of all time because it's all in the same year, right? You know, when you're hanging up banners, when you're doing this, when you're when you're ordering T-shirts for your team when they win the championship, um, it's it's so much better to say 2021 champions versus 2020, 2021, 2021, 2020. I mean, no one cares about that stuff. And baseball is the only major sport. It's all in the same year. So just put the numbers up there, 2021. You know, it's 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 just so much simpler. It's so much cleaner. But again, regardless, there there's plenty of other reasons why baseball is the best sport. But I'm jumping into the World Series odds, and as you guys know, and again, this is not to boast, but I am I've never lost when it comes to predicting a professional sports champion. And this is just it kind of comes natural to me. It's just you know I get this feeling in my leg. I get that it's just one of those weird things. I have dreams. I I wake up in sweats. And so, I, again, I, I've never gotten one wrong this year in 2021. And, you know, I hate to take the easy way out here, but just looking at the odds, looking at the teams this year, it's Dodgers again. I mean, this is going to be a no-brainer for most people. I'm calling it again. The Dodgers are the best team on the planet. Uh, you know, even if, if they have pitching issues, if they have a lot of their players getting hurt. I mean, we saw it last year. With with COVID, you know, they lost so many of their players. David Price didn't even pitch for the Dodgers, and they won the whole damn thing. This is a team that's finally gotten over the hump last year. They're ready to, to win another World Series. They're going back-to-back. They're sitting here at plus 350 odds. So put that in right now. This is the best it's going to be the entire season, sitting here at plus 350 for the Dodgers. By the midway point of the season, those odds are going to be down to minus 400. So, again, hammer those while you can right now. But if you're degenerate, like I know you are, like I am myself, we got to look at some of these other teams that have a chance. And when I say have a chance, they have absolutely no chance because the Dodgers are winning it all. My leg says so. But, you know, we look at the Mets. I, I do have to admit, I, I like the Mets here, plus 1,000. I, I like the value. Um, but it, the, the big problem is there is it, the Mets are going to met. You know, if something's going to happen, the Mets are going to run into some issues. They'll probably finish the season with 60 wins. I don't know. Um, but again, a couple other teams that I really like to be completely honest with you with the value. I like the white Sox. I think they're coming out of an AL central division. That's fairly weak. Obviously we have the twins, but I think the white Sox are going to win that division and Eloy Jimenez. He he just got, um, they just called him out for, I think they're saying about four or five months, but he'll be back to the playoffs. White Sox fans aren't worried about it. Regardless, I think it's good value. They're sitting at plus 900. And the one that I wanted to give you guys a heads up on, and it's a quick warning, is the Padres. So the Padres are sitting here at plus 900. I think this is the most overrated team in all of baseball. And I'm going to write this down on a piece of paper, and I'm going to stick it on my mirror so I see it every single day. So if the Padres come out and they just smoke it, let's say they win the NL West. Let's say they beat the Dodgers out for the NL West. Not going to happen, but let's say it does happen. You know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to take this clip. And I should do something crazy. I mean, I, I should, if you guys are listening and you're following us on Twitter at Bad Beats Podcast and obviously too at Lock in Bets, tell me something I should do if the Padres win that NL West. I, I mean, give me something to do. Regardless, it's not going to happen. So I'm not worried about it. 
But, you know, if, if we get some people tweeting in on, hey, you know what, shave a, shave a you Darvish picture into the top of your head. I, I have no idea. I mean, give me some ideas. I have no idea, but it's not going to happen. So I'm telling you guys right now, Padres plus 900, stay away. It looks like it's good value. Go with the White Sox instead. The White Sox coming out of the AL. They could make it to the World Series. And, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe the, the Dodgers or whoever is in that NL side of the World Series is battling with some injuries, whatever may happen. Again, it's, it's going to get crazy this year. We're back to 162 games. Finally, people are going to say it's too many games. It's too many games. I'm telling you right now, I've been dying for opening day because we only had 66 last year. Didn't feel like a real season. Felt a little weird. We got fans back and I believe every single stadium. Um, I know the Dodgers were letting about 13,000 in. And, and that's kind of the tell-all, right? In California, if they're letting people in, I got to imagine everybody's letting people in. But again, fans back in the seats, asses in the seats. You got to love to see it. Um, some fun future bets that I wanted to talk about with you guys. And these are all money. Like these are absolutely all money. So pull up your laptops, get your pen and paper out right now because you're going to want to do this as soon as possible. And it's the over the, the win totals for you know each team, the over-under on win totals. And we're going to kick it off with the cheaters is the Astros. You know, we have an Astros team that was absolutely terrible last year. They actually didn't even finish the season at 500. They were 29 and 31. It's something outrageous like that. They didn't even play their full schedule of games. And again, you know, they're in a pretty competitive division. I think the athletics are going to crush that division. But regardless, you know, the Astros are sitting here at 87 and a half. And again, we're playing 162 games here. So they're saying that the Astros are going to finish well above 500 here. Not going to happen. Just not going to happen. They're cheaters. You know, as soon as they got exposed for cheating, they're not the same team. Verlander, I don't know what his status is with Tommy John. I know he's going to be missing at least some of the year. I don't know where he's at with that progress. Maybe coming back in July. Regardless, they're going to be well out of playoff contention by then. And Grinky, he's getting old. He's an old man. I just, I just don't see the Astros making making 88 wins here so that's money the next one is and I was a little surprised to see this is the St. Louis Cardinals sitting here at 86 and a half now this is a really interesting one because you know at face value it's like okay you know 86 and a half that could really go either way but when you really dive into it it's it's kind of embarrassing because you know obviously they just picked up Arenado Arenado and you know you look at that division you look at the NL Central and it's like, okay, well, the, the Cardinals are just going to feast on all these teams. You know, they have the Cincinnati Reds without Bauer. They have the Brewers, who were terrible last year. I think Yelich is going to have a bounce back year. But still, they're going to struggle. They have the Pirates, who their over-under is 59 wins, 59 and a half. So they're just going to get killed all year. And then the Cubs, too. The Cubs haven't been great since they won the World Series. And, I, again, I just think the Cardinals are going to feast here. I like to see them around 90 wins, maybe even more than 90. But again, the over-under is set at 86.5. So definitely hit that over for the Cardinals. And then an under that I absolutely love is it's the Red Sox. And I don't know who was smoking meth when they came up with this over-under, but they're putting the Red Sox at 80.5. Now, I don't know if I missed some news somewhere about, I mean, did did they pick up Babe Ruth again? Because there's no chance in hell the Red Sox go over 80.5. Again, 162 games. The over means they're hitting 81 wins. That's a 500 season. There is no chance that happens. If we remember last year, the Red Sox finished dead fucking last in that division. And that's a tough division. The AL East, that is a tough division. Let me pull up the standings here real quick 
from last year, but they finished dead last. And yeah, that's even behind the Orioles who are there. I mean, geez, OP, you talk about a terrible team. Orioles are there. But yeah, so again, you have the Rays who were 40 and 20 last year. I think the Rays are going to be, they'll be okay again. And then of course the Yankees, Blue Jays all finished above 500. And then you have the shitty Orioles and the shitty Red Sox. But I just, I don't see where people are saying the Red Sox are going to get, are going to pick up these wins. They're just going to get crushed all year in these division games. Again, over 80 and a half. I just, there's no way that just does not seem, I mean, maybe I'm missing something. I think that's so far off. If this was 70 and a half, I'm still taking the under. So, I mean, if I'm looking at all the win totals that I have here, I'm saying to hammer the Red Sox under. This team is dog water. Um, the next one I want to talk about, and I know we have a lot of Florida listeners in the house, and we're not going Rays, but we are going with the Marlins. And they did the Marlins dirty here. I mean, they they did them really dirty. We have a Marlins team that was coming up a great year last year. And they put that over-under total, or the win total, at 70 and a half. Now, you know, knowing the Marlins and knowing how bad they can be, this is this is definitely a possibility. But again, we pull it back to last year. You know, I, I know the Mets, they added some pieces. They're probably going to beat up on the Marlins a little bit more. But, you know, this is one of the harder divisions in baseball. But again, we pull it back to last year. When we have the Marlins, who are two games over 500. So again, let's just take it for face value here. And let's say they can you know, even, you know, lose two more games and end up at 500, you know, that's still 81 wins. This over-under is set at 71 and a half. So let's say they lose, you know, five, six, seven more games than that. They're still well over that win total, that 71 and a half. So I really like that one. And then the last one, a little bit near and dear to my heart, you guys tell me, am I being a little biased here? But it's the Tigers. I'm going over 68 and a half wins. I, I think this team's going to at least do something. I like to see them at least get 70 wins. I think they got a good young pitching staff. I think they're going to be making a lot of moves in the bullpen as far as bringing some of those young guys in. They just moved Fulmer into the bullpen. So it, it's going to be interesting as far as the Tigers season go. But, you know, I'm definitely crossing my fingers for, you know, north of 70. But it's going to be close. I, I don't see them losing or I guess I don't see them winning any less than 66 games, if that makes sense. But I, I'm definitely a little bit more bullish on, on the Tigers here than 68 and a half wins. So again, those are the overs, the over-under totals, win totals, whatever you want to call it for this season. Again, we have Astros under, under 87 and a half. That's money, obviously. Cardinals over 86 and a half. That's even bigger money. And then again, my favorite of them all is the Red Sox under 80 and a half. And then the Marlins over 71 and a half. And then the Tigers over 68 and a half. And now I didn't have this planned, but just for the listeners out there, the early birds, I'm going to give you guys my locks for tomorrow. Now, again, I don't know what time you're going to listen to this. These games could be over and I could get every single one of these picks wrong. But if we have a lot of listeners who are following us from last baseball season, we crushed it. We absolutely crushed it. So again, follow at LockInBets on Twitter because again, we're going to crush again this year. I'm not worried about that. Um, but again, some of these picks that I wanted to have or I wanted to talk to you guys about for tomorrow, and I'm just going to kind of go right at it. You know, we're going to have Cleveland. I believe that that where the value is going to be at, it's going to be minus one. They're playing the Tigers. And then I also like Cleveland Tigers under seven and a half for total. Uh, you know, I think the Matthew Boyd, Shane Bieber matchup is going to be interesting, but also two, I like Braves money line. I like Dodgers minus one and a half. Again, I'm probably going to be betting on Dodgers minus one and a half, 
all year long. So that's not going to be a surprise there. I know I shit all over the Padres, but I'm going to say Padres minus one to open things off. Um, A really interesting one, especially as things develop here, is the Mets money line. Because not only are the Mets going to be a good team, I think they would beat the Nationals straight up, even if the Nationals were completely healthy and even signed one of the best players in the league. It doesn't matter. I think the Mets are going to win that game. Nobody's beaten Jacob DeGrom. This guy is the stud of all studs. Not only that, but Scherzer, who doesn't do too well against righties, is playing a pretty uh, righty-heavy lineup. And so I I think that's going to be in the Mets' favor there. But, you know, in in the latest developments here with the Nationals is, you know, there's a little COVID bout going on with Washington. And so they were saying Anthony Rizzo had COVID. There were some players in close contact. I know it's 2020 all over again. I'm getting PTSD just talking about it, but again, going to be a going to be a blowout for sure, regardless if that team was healthy or not. But again, Mets money line, and then one that I'm actually not going to lock because it's too early in the season to tell with this team. But I, it's going to be up to you guys. And I just want to throw it out there: is it's the Angels, and I think the Angels are going to be a really interesting team to watch this year. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, they're opening their season up against the the White Sox, who, again, without Eloy Jimenez, and I forget the pitching matchup on that one. I'm sorry. I did look this up before, and I don't have the top of my head. But the pitching lineup favored a pitcher who kills righties. And now, again, as as a lot of people know, the White Sox are a righty-heavy lineup, especially all their big power hitters. And these righties, they they don't do typically well. I was looking at the splits. They don't do well against right-hand pitchers. So, again, that's one to really keep an eye on. Again, I'm staying away just because I think the White Sox are a great team. They can make some magic happen. And I personally don't like the Angels. They're going to be an interesting team to watch. But um, the last lock I have for tomorrow for opening day is going to be the Athletics money line. Again, we're super bullish on the Athletics this year. I think they're going to win that division convincingly. But um, that, that's what I got for you guys. That's what I got for you guys as far as baseball goes. Let's win some money this year. Again, follow us at Lock in Bets on Twitter. It's going to be exciting. But um, just for the NBA listeners, I had to I had to throw in some NBA news and for Spaz, you know, hopefully you're doing well over there in Indiana. Hopefully you got into the bubble. Probably not. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But the Nets, after their, their latest edition of LaMarcus Aldridge, if I'm pronouncing that guy's name right, again, no clue who this guy is. I don't even know the Nets were – I didn't even know they moved to Brooklyn. I thought they were still in New Jersey. But anyways, I guess they moved into the, the lowest odds at plus 260, Lakers out at plus 280 now. Um, but one last thing I wanted to say about that is the NBA still sucks. It's still ass. Anyways, moving on to the NHL, um, just a couple real quick things that I thought you guys would uh, find funny is the Buffalo Sabres. And as I was coming up with this rundown, um, they haven't won a game all fucking month. And I'm not I'm not just clowning on them. That's, that's a true fact. Uh, they are playing tonight. Let me actually just check this score. Watch them win tonight. Oh my gosh, they fucking killed the Flyers tonight. So they went they they, they ended up not going the entire month without a win. They won tonight at six to one against the Flyers. That's embarrassing for the Flyers. Maybe they should be the floor of the week. But six to one against the Flyers. But regardless, before tonight, the Sabres went the entire month without winning a game. They were 0-16 all throughout March. And they're currently, or they were currently, on a 19-game losing streak. I mean, that's nearly a quarter of the season they've gone without winning a single game. So that's embarrassing. Um, but on the other end, 
We have a team like the Lightning, who me and Spaz, they, we predicted to win it all. Again, I haven't gotten a single championship wrong for professional sports this year. Not to boast, but I'm just saying. Um, but again, they're, they're still doing great things. They're in first. And this is a good question for all you Florida listeners out there. Do Floridians watch hockey? And I'm just, and this is just me being curious because I looked up some stats. You know, I feel like there's just, you never hear any Florida people talking about hockey. Um, and, and so I was looking up some stuff here. And as everyone knows, the Lightning have been great for a long time. They're 17th in fan size. And then the Florida Panthers are sitting at dead last in fan size. So this raises the question for, for, the, for the Florida listeners or even anybody else, do you know anyone in Florida that knows a single thing about hockey? Please tweet us. Please DM us. We would love to know because I don't think they do. But um, this kind of brings me to my next point, which is can Florida get the grand slam of sports? You know, the vaunted you know, Grand Slam, the four championships, the winning in all major sports, you know, basketball, football, hockey, baseball, you know, it's winning all four of those within the same year, right? And I know with other the other shitty sports, they kind of split years and do the whole confusing thing, not baseball because it's the best. But, you know, we look at a team like Florida or look at a state like Florida, and I know they have a lot of teams, but Bucks obviously, check that off. They won. By the way, I predicted that. Anyways, um, Bucks won. Lightning, best team in hockey. The Heat, who are actually currently sitting at 500, the 500, uh, you know, mark on their record. But again, they made the finals last year. And then the Rays, who, again, I think they're going to have a good season. I think they're probably not going to win the division, maybe sneak into the playoffs. But again, they made the World Series last year. So we have a team who's already won. We have the best team in hockey. We have a team who just made the finals last year. And we have a team who just made the World Series last year. So this is an interesting thing to watch for 2021. Can Florida get the Grand Slam of sports? What an embarrassing thing that would be to the sports world. The the state that watches hockey the least, and I don't know where they're at with, well, I know with baseball, I don't think the Rays even have a single fan. But with the Heat, too, I mean, it's, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. You know, will Florida get this done? By the way, a fun little fact here for you guys, the only thing or the only city, I guess, to win only state, city, whatever, to win all major championships in the same year was Detroit. That is correct. I know you're thinking, what the hell are you talking about, dude? The Lions are fucking terrible. They've never won a Super Bowl. You're right. They haven't won a Super Bowl. But this was back in 1946, when it before it was called the Super Bowl. Um, I believe it was actually the year. No, I'm sorry. That was even that was a little bit past that. Anyways, so it was it was actually before the NBA. And so it was the three-team Grand Slam. But again, it was all major sports, still counted, only city, only state to ever do it. But again, it was before the Super Bowl. The Lions had won the NFL championship. The Tigers had won the World Series. And the Red Wings had won the Stanley Cup. So that's really all we have for a Grand Slam. So again, from someone from Michigan, from someone who's a big Detroit sports fan, I'm hoping Florida doesn't get it. That would suck. But again, Detroit, the only one to do it. Um... But yeah, other than that, I mean, again, kind of a, a quiet episode here. I feel like I've been talking a mile a minute. No, I am not coked out. I do not condone drugs to anybody. Um, but again, kind of flying here. Again, without spaz, maybe they kind of calm me down. I'm just kind of going all over the place. But I did want to end it with the, the LaFleur of the week. And I talked about it a little bit not too long ago. And my LaFleur of the week is going to be Anthony Rizzo. For getting COVID and infecting five, well, possibly infecting. You know, it's the close contact situation. Regardless, we got a whole mess over there in Washington. 
because Anthony Rizzo decides to go and get COVID on opening day Eve. I mean, what a clown. Dude, sit inside. Sit inside for the last 14 days. If I'm Anthony Rizzo, I'm pissed. If I'm a Nationals fan, I'm pissed. But regardless, LaFleur of the Week, Anthony Rizzo, congratulations. You won a $25 gift card to, I don't know, somewhere that sells cleaning supplies because evidently you, you need to clean your house. But again, that's all I got for you guys today. Definitely appreciate you guys checking us out. As always, follow us on Twitter at Bad Beats Podcast. Follow us on Twitter on our main account, which is going to be at Lock and Bets. We're going to be doing a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of baseball locks moving forward. Super excited for the season. But other than that, guys, peace out. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the baseball and enjoy enjoy the real sport. It's been a minute since we had some real sports to watch. Enjoy it. It's going to be great. And we can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Peace out.